another episode of 52 and 52, a podcast where we watch at least one movie a week for every week in the year and record an episode about it. Today we're going to be talking about a movie called Lady Bird, uh, Lady, <laughs> Lady Bird, not Lady Bird. Uh, it's written and directed by Greta Gerwig, who we've talked about a um, couple times on the podcast. I think we've referenced her more than actually talked about movies that she's been in well, cause on yeah, the podcast. Cause, yeah, uh, she was in Jackie, so... Hannah yeah. and I talked a little bit about her on the podcast, but I don't think she's yeah. acted in anything else since we started doing the podcast. 20th century. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we, yeah so I that, think that was the only time. Yeah, so it's just those two and nothing else really because she's yeah. busy. Um, but she's yeah. – I think at least in the film world, she's pretty like well-known. Um, and this is the first movie that she's directed, like her like debut, and she, she never, wrote the whole movie. She directed like a mumblecore movie with Joe Swamper. Yeah. Like this is like her first like solo my, – this is my movie yeah. totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it stars Saoirse Ronan. There, there are a couple other people uh, in it. Lucas, Lucas Hedges, Gordon yeah. Metcalf, uh, Tracy Letts, uh, Timothy I like Chalmette. Tracy Letts. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess I, I'm sort of like – when I was thinking about doing the podcast, I didn't really know what to say about the movie. Like how would you categorize the movie? Like is this a coming-of-age movie? Is this a comedy? I know they can like be the same thing I guess. But like I, I don't know – how i would categorize it oh, coming of age almost like implies that it, i feel like it takes place over a slightly longer period of time than this movie does but i still think it's still an apt um thing because she goes through a lot and yeah over the course of the movie i'd say so i think it's fair to call it a coming of age movie because like you're going from being like go, growing up in the year before you leave home i mean i think sure. it's a pretty important time in a young person's life and she goes through a lot of experiences during that short amount of time so I mean, but but like I think I, I I thought the movie was like really funny though. So I and I I saw it I saw it again last night because I wanted to be fresh on it because I really liked it the first time. And all right, and, so yeah. you start. What did you think? You liked it a lot, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah. I I thought it was I thought it was great. I think part of the because you were talking to me about this beforehand and um like you're we like well I don't know why you liked it so much. It's like about like a coming of age story about a girl kind of. And I was like, uh, like <laughs> well, <laughs> well, like we like Edge of Seventeen. You know what I mean? Like. I'm not saying it precludes you from liking it so much. I guess I was just saying I was interested, like because you were like, "Hey, I don't want to like talk about it a lot beforehand." I'm just wondering if you like it. Well, that was that was more of because like I I, we were, I was going to structurally do something a little different with the podcast, sure. depending on how much you liked it. But I sure I I think part of it was I I, I, I could <laughs> I could sit here for ten minutes comparing it to Edge of Seventeen, and that's not what we're here to do. Um, so I haven't even really given a whole lot of thought. I mean, I thought I thought about them in context of each other, but not as to which one I like better. I think. Sure. I, Edge of Seventeen, I really loved, but here I, in some ways, identify with the character a lot more because uh, it's a, the, a large gist of this movie is about a girl who's kind of going through her senior year. But the through line largely is her wanting to get out of Sacramento, and I can relate to that as someone that grew up in a town that I, I knew I wanted to get out of. And sure. I, it was different in that I was lucky enough to come from a family where it was like never a doubt that I could afford to get out of that town if I really wanted to get out of that town. But at certain points, there were other factors pulling me back there because. I mean, it's easier to get a job in the town in which your family's in, and you have a bunch of connections. And I really didn't like that town. And I've spent a lot of time thinking about that. Like when I went on my job search after law school, like the number one criteria was I'm not going back to that town. Sure. And so going through some of the, but then also I, it's also weird. I saw this movie for, for the first time last Monday, and for the second time last night after I'd taken the longest trip back home that I think I had taken since I moved down to South Florida for my for job. College. Yeah. So it's like I spent some time thinking while I was home about like. Not necessarily do I want to move back here right now, but more just like, 
hey, maybe this place isn't so bad in some ways. Yeah. Um, so like, I'm, I, I've had this going through my head both times I watched it, and I think it was an interesting depiction of like how one identifies with where they're from and what that means, but also what they hope to achieve by getting out of there. And I, I think I appreciated thinking about that a lot while at the same time laughing a lot. Yeah, um, and I think Greta Gerwig has said that it's not like an autobiography, but she is from Sacramento. Semi, and, like, and she went to a – clear. Yeah, she went to like a, a church school. No, no, in a liberal arts college in New York. Yeah, and so. yeah. And I think that it's more of her sort of just drawing on her experiences in creating this character and this like family, mm-hmm. which is which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that it's a good movie. I guess I just – I don't know. I mean – I feel like it's like about like a nerdy 17 year old girl and like she's learning about uh, if she like like what she likes, what she's good at, uh, sex, friends, family, jobs, whatever. Um, and I, I think like I don't know, I think a lot of it was interesting, but I, I feel like they sort of the movie was maybe a little bit I, I wish they would have like dove deeper on some of the stuff but i don't think the movie like intended it to be that way at all it was more of like not i don't want to say like surface level but it was just like sort of how a 17 year old would process all these things that are happening like at that time like basically your interest you're not saying it did anything it failed at doing anything it wanted to do but your interest might have been a little different than what greta gerwig's interests were yeah i think she was just like uh one of the i think one of the things that she was like focusing on is sort of like what is the definition of like home and like what does that mean to somebody mm-hmm. Right. And I, I don't know. I think it was I think it was interesting. I I liked it. Saoirse Ronan, like she's like strangely like looks so young and so old at the same time. Um, it's it's weird because like to see her doing like in Brooklyn and then seeing her doing playing like a 16, 17 year old is like. Wait, you saw fun. Brooklyn? No, I couldn't finish it. Oh, OK, fair, fair enough. I didn't I, I didn't I didn't even know you had tried. So but like I think it, I think it, if nothing else, though, I think if you've seen some of that movie, you could say it's a, this is a pretty impressive performance in light of that. Just seeing her play like a, a proper Irish girl in the 1940s mm-hmm. or 50s and then convincingly playing an American teenager. It shows that she yeah. has like very impressive range as an actress. Yeah, I think she's good. Uh, the movie and earlier, I wasn't, I wasn't like trying to compare this to Edge of Seventeen. I was just saying like we both really like Edge of Seventeen, so we're not like precluded from liking movies that are not our gender specific, like yeah, coming yeah, of yeah, age yeah. stories. Yeah. Um, more than anything, this movie reminded me a lot of Twentieth Century Woman, which I didn't like, and I know we talked about that. Um, hmm. It's just sort of it's it's just less about plot and more about relationships, which is fine. I just some of the relationships I just didn't really care about, I guess, or like the, am I, I like the thing with like her not getting along with her mom, but they're like really so similar, which is part of the reason they don't get along that. I guess I just like, I don't really connect with that at all in any ways. I feel like I'm super different than both of my parents and everyone in my family, like it, which is fine. I just, it's just one of those things where I think the movie was good, but I didn't necessarily connect to anything specific in it. Yeah. I, I, and I'd say that's one way in which I don't necessarily relate to it because I have a very good relationship with both of my parents. And so I, I don't necessarily, and I, that's one thing I've never totally related to in pop culture where it just seems like, and they set it up better here, but I think in a lot of like popular culture, not even with kids, but just in general, some characters just be like, oh, my parents. And they're just like very negative about having to interact with their parents, but you never, they, they don't always do a good job of explaining like why they hate their parents. It's like, oh, I hate, I hate my parents so much. And I, I, and I think they get at that uh, better here. Like you understand why their personalities like would clash. And I think I, 
I enjoy, I, I, I don't know if I've ever actually seen Glory Metcalf act in anything other than one episode of Horace and Pete, which <laughs> I, um, before all this Louis C.K. stuff came out, I would have urged you to watch, and now I would not expect anyone to watch that because it's very solely about, made by, exclusively by him and the, the character he plays, and it has some, like, on top of that has, like, a weird sexual history, so, but she has, like, an amazing, amazing, like, she got nominated for Best at, Guest Actress in a comedy just for, like, one scene in Horace and Pete. Like, she was really great in it, so I was excited to see her get a film role, and I, I, I just liked her a lot as an actress, and I think I enjoyed seeing them spar back and forth, even if, hey, I can't relate to having that kind of relationship. I think I still, was that wasn't bothering me that much just because I was getting a lot out of seeing those actresses do their thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't really, it's, this is like a weird movie for me to talk about because I don't really know how to verbalize well, how, how, I, about this? Like, how you, I feel about one, it. One other thing I'll ask you then because I think um, if there's one thing, if there's one kind of th- thing in pop culture you often have a weakness for, it's like movies about high school and set in sure. high school. What did you think yeah. of like, I mean, you didn't go to a Catholic school, so what, I mean, Fuck no. so that maybe there's just, <laughs> maybe this is like just a very different element, like it's just a very different setting than a lot of other high school uh, pop culture we consume. What did you think of it? Just a like, depiction of like school life in the early 2000s and how these kids interacted? Well, it's interesting because I think that we've talked about like probably like double digits worth of like high school mo- setting movies on the podcast and or TV, I think, or TV shows. Off sure, the sure. And everything we talk about where I was like, well, I don't, I don't remember this happening in high school. Like this is such a, you know what I mean? There's always like something like that doesn't really happen. Like where do these big ass parties that happen in high school? Like th- that shit doesn't always happen like that. And this was obviously a completely like different high school, uh, dramatization, I guess. Uh, I thought it was fine. I, I don't know. They didn't, they didn't really like dive into it too much. And they sort of like had it as the backdrop, but they didn't really like explore it as like, oh, this is what it's like going to like a church school. Really, it wasn't really about that. Yeah, it's weird. and I guess they they were like a separate school for the the guys and the girls, but then they're always yeah. there in church together, and they have yeah. like the same drama class or whatever. Yeah, it was dealt that into that. It was it wasn't really jumped just delved into what that culture was that much. I didn't think anything struck me as being totally false aside from being able to like steal a teacher's grade book that easily. That was kind of stupid. Um, but it did, I mean, it, that was more about showing you what her moral compass was than trying sure. to accurately depict, um, high school in any way. I, 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 I'm just thinking about the kids themselves and, uh, I, I, I kind of, I mean, you you really didn't like Lucas Hedges in Manchester that much. But, yeah, I hated um, him. But uh, I, 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 th- I thought it was kind of, I thought it was kind of interesting here. I, I didn't totally see it coming with um, him being gay. I, I should have yeah. when he, when she was like offering, like you can touch my boobs, and he's like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Um, maybe I should have yeah. seen it. I probably should have seen it coming at that point, uh, but I didn't. And but like, I, I still kind of, I kind of enjoyed that, and then seeing them kind of interact later, and her come back and make up with him, and the the, the Timothy Chalamet character, like. I never actually knew kids like that, but that's like a, it's like a fun character for like uh, filmmakers and TV show creators to depict. Is like that kind of guy that's all hipster and into himself and tries to be too cool for school. And I laughed just as hard at him the second time. So I, yeah. I, I enjoyed seeing these in the rich girl, and then also her best friend. Like I enjoyed seeing those types interact. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting, right? Because they sort of just like flash forward, like she's dating him and then she sees him making out with a dude. And then that they don't, they don't talk about it anymore. It's just a thing. And which is fine. But again, it's like, they don't, that's something that they could have spent what 15, 20 minutes on, like having scenes about, 
but they, they they didn't care to comment on that story really it was just like this is a thing that happened this is in the backdrop well you kind of know that's how a teenage girl would probably react like her first boyfriend and, and she's just gonna like feel totally sorry for herself and want to listen to sad music because that's what girls should do when they like have their heart yeah. broken for the first time so you kind of understand that and then she would understand why you feel awkward about confronting him so he eventually confronts her and then they do kind of talk about it so yeah it is addressed it's just they don't they don't dwell on it that much right away yeah but i'm saying like it's something you could have like made a plot like it could have been explored and could have been like a thing for the character's like development, but they just they didn't care to do that, which is fine. I think the the craziest thing in the movie was they had that like high, the first dance and they were playing people were slow dancing to Bone Thugs and Harmony, and I was very taken aback. I don't I'm not sure what year or why that would ever happen, but um all all power to them. This is like 2002 is supposed to take place, and they're slow dancing to Crossroads. When did when did that song come out? Uh, Crossroads, 90s. Well, I, so I listened to an interview with Greta Gerwig, and because a lot of people are talking about the soundtrack in this movie, did you see the thing where she wrote the different musicians asking for permission? I did not. Okay, I'll, it's a it's a funny clip that she went on Seth Meyers. Like she she hand wrote not hand wrote, but she typed up letters and wrote them to Justin Timberlake, Dave Matthews, and Alanis Morissette, explaining how much they meant to her and asking for did permission. Did she write to the, the Bone Thugs and Harmony? Uh, if she did, they didn't put that. She, Fuck, that would be the most interesting they, they, one. They, 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 they didn't put the letter on Seth Meyers that she did, but like she talked about that how it's like a lot of times like it's movies get credit for being subtle when they use music cues like that to like let you know what year it is when they're like. Trying trying to tell a story over several years but she's like that's not the only movie music that gets plays played in a year is like the music from that year so you shouldn't sure. do that so she she made it a conscious effort to like mix in stuff from the 90s but also something that was like very hot just at the time like cry me a river yeah it's interesting because but like yeah, I, so, I, you know music like, better than me I, it's, you're, you're you're more talking about the fact not that it's a 90s song they're dancing to them but just that like they're dancing yeah. to a specific song <laughs> yeah that specific song i was like so there's nobody in the theater with me so i couldn't like you know, do one of those like turn around, yeah. look at someone. They're playing this. Yeah, like Crossroads came out in like 1995, probably, and it's like Bone Thugs is such a. <laughs> I don't know. It's just weird. I was supposed to go see them. I saw them in concert a couple months ago. I was supposed to go see them on Saturday, but I bailed. Um, it's just it's just funny. Um, but yeah, it, it's weird because that was not 95. And then I think they were playing Crash into Me. By Dave Matthews, which came out in like '96, and then Crimey River, which I I I can't believe that was already out in 2002. If it was, um, but yeah, it was. It, I actually liked the the music in the movie. I just thought it was it was interesting. Like those were the like those were the songs that were on the soundtrack. I guess. Yeah, she had a yeah came out in 2002. Uh, yeah, I mean, she had specific stuff in mind, and uh, that's what. That's what she wanted, and I and I and um yeah, and I so I uh but yeah, I mean just the way the movie goes on, like um I think it's uh I, I don't know, I guess my senior year of high school wasn't really necessarily spent like that, but I, I guess I could still and spent like what? What do you mean by that? Like kind of wor- wor- like I don't I don't think I was really worrying that much about school. Like I I, I, but I, I think part of that is they. I think one of the main things she comments on, and it's it's both subtle and direct, is the like middle class American exactly. living in the. Basically, I think they they said like Sacramento is like the Midwest of California. They mm-hmm. they were like this is just a generic like middle class family. This is what they have to deal with, and I'm not quite sure like families talk like that. Maybe I'm wrong, but she was like like her mom was like, 
hey, some of your rich friends' dads could employ your dad, but, but like, not, not, not if, if they, you look like shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I that was an interesting, like, I don't know, yeah, I don't know if people actually, like, make hiring decisions like that, or they, or people talk to their kids like that, but, uh. Well, it's, yeah, it's just them trying to, like, you know, talk about classism, but, like, it's just acknowledging it exists and sort of, like, trying to get the family to, like, fit in the mold of, like, we're middle class. We need to act middle class. We don't need to act poor or rich. Like we just need to act middle class. The one, the one I, other thing that I didn't pick up, and it ties into the stuff about the socio socioeconomic levels of the families, is that it's like they're trying to. I don't know if she's trying to say a lot about it, but it does like try and sneak in like these a uh, couple different depression storylines throughout. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. I, I, I honestly like. I think I was just, I zoned out for a second the first time I saw it when they're doing that with the priest. And uh, he's like very down on himself after the play, and then he's treating with her mom because I was confused. It's like, but your mom, the mom's just like a nurse. She's not really. A, I think she's a nurse. She's not really a, a psychologist or anything like that, or psychiatrist or anything like that. And then obviously going through it with her dad, and I think it's, I think it's saying a little something about also about how like just self absorbed you can be as a kid because you're so caught up in just all your things that you're going through, even if in the grand scheme of things, they're probably pretty trivial. You're going to like yeah. miss that the adults around you who are really having a lot of influence on you are like going through their own serious shit. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think the pacing of the movie, which is sort of what I was trying to say earlier is they don't really dwell on some of the things because the movie is trying to act as if it's processing for a 17 year old girl. Um, and it, it's similar to like something they do in, in room. I think because uh, I don't think there's a single scene without the kid in the whole movie. It's like you're sort of seeing the movie from the child's perspective, and it's hap- it, it, it's not a uncommon device. But it, when you do it well, I think that it uh, helps the movie. Um, and I think that her mom sort of, to your point, it tells her things. She's like, oh, I bet you didn't know that. I bet you didn't know this. Are you going to pay for this? Like, did you know your dad was depressed? Did you know your dad was going to lose his job? Blah, 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 blah. And she's sort of like trying to both – like show her that she's not so grown up, but also like try to treat try treating her like a grown up at the same time. Um, so that was interesting, but I don't know. I I like the movie. I just didn't like it as much as you and Hannah and everyone else that's revering it. I I suppose. I mean, there's a yeah, there's a chance to get. I mean, a lot of people. It was a little under the radar, and now it sounds like it has a shot of getting like Oscar nominations in most of the major categories. And I'd be I'd be very happy for Greta um, if that happened. I. Because I mean I, I I just think it's it's a pretty um, I, I think it's a fairly impeccable screenplay but and I I just I really appreciate what she accomplished and I think the and what what you were saying too about it just being from the perspective of the girl I, I actually thought about that last night where I was trying to think like I, I was trying to specifically pay attention to any scene in which she actually wasn't in. And there really mm-hmm. isn't like there's a couple of montages where it's like focusing on the other characters and like before she walks into the house after the dance, like it's showing them the parents talking very briefly about the finances and him not having yeah. a job. But like those are the only points that where she's just like not there. Yeah. Um, and I, I so it's obviously a very conscious choice, maybe not to delve into that other stuff and just to have it going on in the background. And um, and I, I get you're, I guess like it might have just resonated a little more for you if it had gone in on some of that other stuff but that's just not what she wanted to do for better or worse i suppose you know yeah no no no. it's fine um what'd you think about the end yeah like when she, when she like goes to new york um it seemed like kind of out of place for me i guess she wanted to follow her out of sacramento and at least to some extent i don't know exactly if i how i would have done it differently if i would have done it differently um like she gets there and 
it's not surprising that like she would try and act that way at a college party and um, overexert herself for lack of a better term. Sure. Um, and she's read those letters that her mom wrote. So she starts calling herself by her real name instead of Lady yeah, Bird. Yeah. What, what do you think that meant? I mean, just she just uh, how she wanted she, she maybe she did she have some other level of self awareness that came about after high school as to how people would look at that in college, I guess. Yeah, I think it's sort of like maybe like a growing up thing, but then it you know it's twofold because it's like oh she's growing up she's starting to like be an adult nobody's gonna call her Lady Bird, but then it's like that's sort of like what makes the character herself and like weird is that she like this like this is her name like this is what she feels like is her name you know. Um, so it was interesting because they like that was like the first time they actually like talked about religion really. It was like when she was like, "Do you believe in God?" and he was like, "No." And then she was like, "But you like, you say it's ridiculous, but then you call everyone by names their parents made up, right?" And it's like that's like a comment. But then like you know they're at this religious school the whole time and it's mostly just like cracking jokes about religion, if or, anything, or eating the communion crackers for shits yeah. and gigs. And yeah. 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 And th- I mean, they're doing like the merrily we roll along play and what I forgot what the other one was. Um, but yeah, it, it was interesting. Like, like that's just another thing where they easily, it's easily could have been about like religion and, and boys and girls going to, to religious schools uh, separated by gender and high school and how that shapes them. But it wasn't, it was like in, I guess indirectly that shapes her character, but they don't really care to like talk about yeah, that been, how that shapes her character. Yeah, right? it would have been interesting even if like just to hear her talk more about that um, and yeah. like her thoughts of being in that kind of school and clearly seems like she doesn't really care all that much about it. Um, like I, yeah. I would not I would not have been opposed to spending – I mean it was only an hour and 30-minute movie. So mm-hmm. I mean it, there, there are certainly things you could have added in here or there where you could have still avoided having a two-hour movie but just – little other interesting things though i i did enjoy the digressions that the movie did take the time to make um um, like i mean like we talked a little bit about how it deals with sex i mean it was it was kind of funny like seeing her her have to deal with the expectations and dealing with different kind of boys and what she thought they were going to be and then her kind of settling for that guy after he kind of lies to her about like his sexual experiences and then Mm -hmm. still going to prom with him anyway and then she's just like all right like at first, I, th- I thought I kind of wanted this just for like the status of it, but it's it's not worth it for me. Like she kind of has to like go through that process of kind of being a shitty friend and like hanging out with these kids and ditching your old friends, then kind of come back around to realizing it. And I think that probably is a thing that happens in high school. Some maybe not so much in my high school experience. I just kind of hung out with the same nerdy group of friends throughout all of high mm-hmm. school. But yeah. I mean, like kids probably do like have friend groups that come and go, and they cycle and they learn about themselves and what makes them happy and like. It wasn't all about her and her relationship with her friends specifically, but that was a fairly uh, complete journey she went on within the movie, just dealing with boys, but dealing with other types of friends at the same time, you know? Yeah, I think the whole, like, person in high school wants to be cool is something, like, everyone can relate to, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's – there's always, like, that – you see it in movies and media and books and whatever, like, you know, someone will do, like, a – whatever they they'll try to sacrifice friendship so they could be like part of the cool kids and whatever and um that was just a funny way for them to do it in this movie uh with like her connecting with the the rich girl over the the nun or whatever and like i said well you you said you compared it more to 20th century woman and that it was kind of like just more about the relationships than the plot which is correct but i i still inevitably thought more about 
The Edge of 17, just because it's a primarily a high school movie where it's just one person mostly fo- in every scene and you're following them as they're going yeah. through a bunch of shit over a course of a... Well, Edge of 17, I don't think, took over as long of a time period. Um, yeah. But it was, uh, that, that movie probably is over the course of a couple of months. But, like, what did you think... Because that movie's not about someone trying to get any other place. It's more just, like, her dealing with one specific situation and all yeah. and the emotional spiral that sends her into also dealing with boys a little bit and i guess i I take that back it's not totally different because she's but she's it's more like losing a friend and then going through a little bit of stuff with boys but just it's more about her specific psychological spiral and while ladybird has her own neuroses and self-doubt a little bit but also some kind of confidence in ways that nadine was confident edge of 17 well i guess what i'm trying to get at is like if you if you maybe responded to edge of 17 a little more why do you think that was I don't know. I, I think it was just a little bit more fun and like I think I laughed more at Edge of 17 than I laughed at this movie. But I, I laughed – I probably laughed at like stupid stuff in this movie more than like – you know, like the, the stuff in this movie that you're – that like you would la- – like I laughed when the kid was like everyone's buying tracking devices and da da And she was like, oh, like I didn't buy a tracking device. And he was like, no, like the phone, it's a tracking device. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, just like little things like that, that I appreciate where he's just like, it's hella tight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did that both yeah. times. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, 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 I got you. I, I, I guess I just hadn't spent a lot of time thinking about it. And I think it is kind of interesting in that the movies have those similarities and differences and they're both uh, like, I mean, I don't think there's enough movies coming out this year for anything to really like knock this too far down my list of best movies. Like it's going to be they're They're probably both going to end up in my top five for their respective years. Uh, so like, but like, it's just interesting thinking about like how they're different or how they're not. And, um, yeah, I, I think this movie is like, I, th- I think we talked about it on the edge of 17 podcast. I haven't, I don't think I ever listened back to it, but I think we talked about it and we were, I think we were both like, why does like, why is she uncool? Like why I don't get it. Like we were sort of like confused at that, but in this movie, like it's almost it sounds stupid to say, but it feels like a more realistic depiction of like a nerd slash someone that like doesn't necessarily have a lot of friends and is like you can understand like why they're a little weird. Whereas like Haley's character is just like normal and she like thinks she's weird, but she's not like actually that weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I mean she I, I, no, that's right here. Like she's kind of like a she. It seemed like Haley's character is kind of into normal stuff, whereas I mean Lady Bird was like all out there thinking about how she was really belonged in another city to completely and was yeah, that mu- she's was, never been to what, and like was it was in was really into musical theater but like as far as we could tell like other than that just like ran around and while she only has one friend of edge of 17 too i get what you're saying and and and, and also like i think like sure sharona like very very pretty woman like when they want her to be they definitely like did a lot of stuff to her skin and dressed her down because like she's wearing clothes that aren't really that fancy and like they 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 made her look like not as pretty as she actually is whereas in like edge of 17 like Haley just looks like Haley, so it's like why does this girl that's really pretty like why is she like such a loner at least kind of weird too yeah yeah um yeah what else anything else to say about this movie um, I just say that I, uh, you mentioned earlier, like I, I'm really, like I talked about how I enjoyed the Timothy Chalamet character. I think it's hilarious that, um, Finn from Homeland is now like an A-list actor because he has to get that played Finn in season two of Homeland. You hadn't given up on Homeland by season two yet, had you? 
Um, midway through season two is when I once they were in the hotel room is when I gave up on. Oh, Homeland. I thought you stuck for it with, for, with it for longer than that. <clears throat> no, I so, watched like six seasons of. Homeland, oh, oh, oh you're saying you gave up on it being good? Okay, so yeah. you you actually gave up on it after I did. Then I think, or, or but like as far as he he you know he played the vice president's son that like hooks up with Dana in season two and they get in the <laughs> car crash. It's like yeah. wow, that, that was such a stupid part. Like, what's that kid ever going to do? And now you know he might get a best actor nomination for this movie, Call Me by Your Name, and he's in another movie that might is probably going to get nominated for best picture. So it's like funny that I and, and I just thought he was hilarious, even though it was like a, a small part where he only said a few things. Like I, I thoroughly enjoyed him. And you mentioned how you liked Tracy Letts earlier. I think it's mm-hmm. funny that like and hey, another guy from Homeland. Um, that was the first time I'd ever seen him, and he's just playing the stern, angry old white guy senator. Um, and he did that same thing in the movie um, Indignation last year. He did it in uh, I feel like I'm forgetting one other movie where he's done that, where he's just like stern, older white guy, like authority figure. And mm, I uh, mean, Imperium. Uh, yes. D- did you see that? Mm-hmm. You never told me that you watched. It. You gotta tell me these things. I really like that movie. That was like on my list of stuff I wanted you to watch. But it's all um, old. It's like a, yeah, but like he he played. I mean, he, well, that one he was like fake Nazi because he wasn't actually a Nazi. He was pretending to be a Nazi. But like still, like dick white dick white guy or white guy who's an asshole or dick or whatever. And then he, in the movie earlier this year, The Lovers, he's a very different kind of character. And here he's like. He's like the softy compared to the mom, and I just think it's really impressive that he can do that stuff. Also, he's Mr. Kerry Coon, so props to him for that. Yeah. And uh, I feel like this movie had a lot of similarities to Landline too, like not like directly, but like thematically and sort of like sibling friendships and mother daughter relationships, um, depression, whatever. Uh, interesting to think about. Yeah, it's just like sprawling movie. I mean, Landline, I guess. Um, maybe slightly more plotty but not really it's like a few plot things happen and then just kind of like then you just follow yeah. those characters as they deal with the fallout yeah. of it more so yeah. than anything else um yeah. and and yeah i i, I can kind of see that i just think i, I like this one a lot better because i just um landline had a, had, a, had some loose ends there that i thought it could have been like a little tighter um and like whereas here i just i was more with it throughout but like i, I liked landline too we, we talked about that one yeah I don't. I, I don't have much, much else to say about it. It's it's a good movie. Uh, it's not like my favorite movie, but I just sort of. <laughs> no, there are no movies that are my favorite movies at the, at this point in, in cinema. So yeah, whatever. Um, um, yeah, I think we're good. Where can we Where can we find you on the Twitter, Josh? Uh, Josh Chernovoy, J O S H J U R N O V O I, and the podcast Twitter is at fifty two in fifty two pod. Uh, you can find me at a clambake, a k l a m b a k e. Podcast emails fifty two in fifty two pod at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, go support Ladybird, Greta Gerwig, and we'll see you guys next time. Mm-hmm.